small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey, everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me today is a very special guest. We've been working on getting her here for quite a long time. <laughs> She's, uh, boy, let me give you, I'm going to give you some stats about this person before we, we go on. Uh, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2012. A Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee in 2013. She has been a part of 16 studio albums with her original band Heart. Seven of those went top 10. Over 20 million albums sold in the U.S. 20 top 40 singles. Two number ones with Nancy Wilson singing lead on the first ever Heart number one single. That's right. She's contributed music to films such as Say Anything, Jerry Maguire, Almost Famous, Vanilla Sky, Elizabethtown, New York Times bestselling author for Kicking and Dreaming, story of heart, soul, and rock and roll. And her current, current project is the band Roadcase Royale. Yeah. Please welcome to the show, Nancy Wilson. How are you doing today, Nancy? Hey, Pat. <laughs> I feel really important right now. That was Thank a lot you of for stuff. The intro. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff. Really good. If you didn't have anything like that, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't have you here. <laughs> that's not true. But um, I got some accolades. That's, that's, uh, that's cra- when, you, when, you, when you hear someone say it like I just did, how does that make you feel? Well, really important. <laughs> um, not exactly young. I mean, it takes a long time to get all that stuff done. But you started when you were young. Yeah. So yeah, I was very young when I started. Yeah. I, I joined the band. I started joining Heart at like 19, between college stuff. And I was like sitting in with Heart in Vancouver, BC for a while. And I finally joined. Um, I finally joined my sister's band. Yeah. And they were like, the number one cabaret act, cabaret <laughs> act in Vancouver, BC at the time. And so, you know, it's, it's really a funny story because I knew I was going to be Anne's shadow kind of forever, being the younger sister. Right. And so I, I decided to take, you know, my own time with going to a university or two uh, before I actually joined the band. Then when I actually did decide I was ready to join the band... It was kind of in and out for a while. Mm-hmm. And the guys in the band were like, you kidding? We don't need your sister in this band. You know, so I was not... You were not welcome at not first. Not very welcome in the band, finally. <laughs> well, so it was an interesting dynamic. Well, we're going to get back to heart. But before that, we need to talk about this new project you have. It's, yeah. it, and this has been a couple of years going now. It's mm-hmm. not brand new. It's Roadcase Royale. Mm-hmm. It's Nancy Wilson on guitar and lead vocals. Yes. We got... Liv Warfield on lead vocals. Amazing. Amazing singer. Powerhouse. She is just a force of nature. Yeah. I've yeah. seen you guys live, and I, I, so I'm like, this is crazy. Uh, yeah, you saw us. Yeah, I saw you at the, yeah, uh, at the right. Rose in Pasadena. The Rose. Oh, my God. That was our very first, uh, first gig. I think, I, saw the se- I think you guys were there twice. Or I think tw- I saw the oh, second no, time the you second were there. the second time. Yeah, the second That's time. Right. Yeah. Uh, then we have Ryan Waters on lead guitar. And then we have uh, three members from the... I guess the, the, the most recent version of Heart. Right. Chris Joyner on keyboards, Dan right. Rothschild on bass, and Ben Smith on drums. Right. So let me ask you, how did, this, uh, how did Roadcase Royale come to be? How did you get involved and meet Liv Warfield? Well, we were um, 
as Hart, I was playing at the uh, Hollywood Bowl for a couple of nights with, um, and I had seen Liv Warfield on TV. Um, the, In what capacity? What was she doing? She was on the Jimmy Fallon show, All right. and she was with her then band called Blackbird. Okay, and she did this song, "Why Do You Lie," that um, was just stunning, powerful, and her presence, her energy, her presence. And somebody said, you check this girl out, you know. So we went on YouTube and found it and saw her and was like, this is the opener we need for the Hollywood Bowl. Um, and she and her guitar player, Ryan Waters, who both had been working for Prince before that, right. um, were uh, you know, in the Blackbird Band and we said, come and play. And they were, Are you kidding? We're, we're there. And so then um, after... The show, the second show, um, Liv made a big point out of coming and meeting me, or one of either sister. She didn't care. She just wanted to con- sure. make contact. And um, when she and I was, I was open to that, you know. And so we were like, let's talk about music. Let's think about what we could do. Aside from you know what I normally do and what you normally do. It sounds like she had a plan. Well, you know, she's, you opened the door for her and she's like, okay, I'm going well, to make this work. She is really an amazing human. She, she's uh, consummate as a musician and about music. And plus, you know, her, her, whole, um, her whole vibe is very angelic and inspired, um, you know, almost to the point of godly. You know, she's got godliness yeah. about her. So... I could really relate to that, you know, because I kind of think that way myself. And so I just really connected with her, and um, we got inspired about music. And at that time, you know, my sister Anne, she was off on another trajectory altogether. So we were kind of like, well, let's just explore this relationship we could maybe have. Right. Um, and so th- the thing was, we always tell the story, but... Let's just be the people that actually don't just say we're going to do something, but we actually do it. it. And just like make a plan to do something and actually do that. So that's the key. You got to do it. Yeah. You can talk about a million things. Right, exactly. Yeah. So then um, we brought those guys to New York when we were playing in New York not too long after that, just to have a powwow about what could we talk about, you know, talk about. what kind of music would we make? And so it was really intentional and uh, worthwhile. Because, yeah. you know, I needed, um, I needed to find something right after the heart tour was over. It turned out it saved you don't, my You life. don't want to take a break, Nancy, when the heart tour's <laughs> over? You, want, you just want to keep moving? <laughs> no. I mean, the way the last heart tour ended was just a little bit difficult. So <laughs> I was ready to just latch on to something that was meaningful. Plunge in, and keep creating. Plunge in to something creative. Okay. That, and yeah, so, it saved so, my life. So, well, that's, well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, big, that's big words. We made the album really fast. Mm-hmm. We got together like, like teenagers at a high school dance, you know, like the first time we, we brought everybody to L.A. to, to uh, rehearsal space mm-hmm. just to start like figuring out Okay, do we like each other? Do do we sound good together? What? Who are we if yeah. we're doing this at all? You know, so it was like a really kind of a nervous get together, 
because you and you and Liv need to get along, obviously, but but all, everyone in the band needs to gel yeah. and, well, and get my together. My three guys from Heart, yeah. you know, I already had such a um, language with them, right? Like second language, but um, but with Liv and Ryan coming in, you know, as newcomers, we were all kind of like, okay. Do we tiptoe (laughs) around each other and who's got the big ego and who's, you know, who's going to blow it? Right, right. You know, because that's how rock works. And no one had the big ego. (laughs) Nobody did, which was like astounding, to be honest. Let's hear some of this. I have three songs (laughs) queued up. I'm going to let you pick which one you want to hear first. Do you want to hear Get Loud, Not Giving Up, or The Dragon? Ooh, well, let's do Get Loud because it's the first song in the album. All right. It's the first song we actually wrote. Here we go. Girls like us in magazines. No fantasy, no peaches and cream. Dressed all in black, invisible, subliminal, so critical. Now, this is a great album too. Now, uh, I don't, I don't do, uh, I don't do lip service either. Like, mm-hmm. like if if I wasn't down with this album, I wouldn't have reached out to try to get you on the show. Thanks. You know what I mean? That's really great. But so that's why I want people who are listening worldwide to to go get this thing because this real is proud really of it. a great album. Yeah, I'm you very guys did. It. It's killer. Yeah. So congratulations. It's good. We're we're actually really good. You are. Somebody, t- uh, somebody told me yesterday. Um, your band uh, does not suck. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was like, well, that's an understatement. Right. How old was that person that said that? that that's got to be <laughs> one a teenager. of my old friends. Oh, one of your no, old friends. One of my oldest friends. Oh, all right. Yeah, I worked with him for a long time. Well, that's good then. Yeah. You yeah. trust his opinion. No slouches. No. <laughs> you know, it's like, yep, I got that. Uh, you also, you, you guys recorded a few, uh, uh, a couple of heart classics. Yes. You guys redid yes. those. We redid a couple heart songs, including These Dreams. Um, which uh, has had so many morphed so many times into so many different versions. Such a great song. Yes. For one thing, and of course, our first number one, like you said. But um, um, it's finally. I thought. I thought this version on First Things First was the best. My favorite version. It's your favorite of version for, of all the versions of these dreams. Yeah. When uh, when I would come see uh, Heart in recent years, and you guys would cover the the songs from the big '80s albums with the big <laughs> production, and you guys would would big hair, big yes, production. But you guys would be stripping them down now a little bit, <laughs> and they just felt they just felt so good. Like I I yeah. love them then, but they take on like a whole new meaning and a whole new thing it's when you true. guys would do them now. You know, it's it's interesting about cool songs. I mean, I didn't write these dreams, you right. know. Bernie Taupin wrote those lyrics. He's kind of good. He's kind of good. He's okay. He's written some really cool he, he words. He seems to know past. what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, grew up on his stuff. But, um, you know, songs like Alone, they could, you could hear those songs like 
in vaudeville mm-hmm. or theater in the 20s or almost any era, and those songs would translate. Um, and in the big 80s, the big 80s version of yes. that song is really beautiful, but it also sounds like big 80s, yeah. like just the production and all that kind of stuff about it. So um, it's a mark of a great song when you can you know, translate it to Absolutely. whatever era it's in. I took us sideways. I took us down to the <laughs> 80s for a second, but I want to get back to uh, play another song off Road Case Royale. Let's hear a little bit of Not Giving Up. for two so far yeah with these songs that we're playing that's another killer song you guys rock too and there's a there's a there's a a bluesiness to it and uh yeah we're kind of a rock and soul sound as mm -hmm. it turns out um you know live uh when i first got to know live we were you know obviously excited about music together and she was like well you know your your band is so rocking and you know, I always feel kind of relegated to the R&B because yeah. she's a black woman, you yeah. know, a beautiful black woman with that voice. And But, you know, she goes, I want to rock more. <laughs> and it's like, cool, because I love R&B too. So, and her and Ryan do everything together. He's kind of her musical director. Gotcha. And so um, she, as a matter of fact, um, when she got the gig with Prince, I got to tell the story real sure. quick. Yes. Um, she was like the number one karaoke singer in Portland, Oregon, <laughs> right? Okay. And he'd heard, uh, Ryan had heard about Liv's, you know, like it was all over town. And so he went and saw her sing. And um, some friends, he was like blown away, you know, by her talent. And uh, some of some of the friends, like they started playing together. And then s- some of... The friends around there in the college, I think they were going to Portland State University, where I went one time, um, had got a video of her and sent it. Somebody knew Prince, a friend of Prince, sent the video to Prince. Wow. And that's when he decided he wanted to meet up with her and ask her to sing for him. So then she became a singer for Prince and kind of, dropped out of you know college <laughs> for well, that uh, yeah i mean if Wouldn't you're gonna you drop out yeah. i guess you drop out for you prince. would drop out for prince yeah. and um she said but i need my guitar player with me and so he goes well bring him in wow, he can nice. audition so ryan waters then auditioned for prince and got the job so they both worked for prince wow that is great that. that's a great story it's a good story i like how prince said he has to audition. You can't yeah. just bring him in. I want yeah. to hear him first. Yes. But that's great. <clears throat> that's but, terrific. Yeah, somebody sent a video, you know. <laughs> I, do want to, I, did, I do have this in my notes somewhere. Uh, you are unique, Nancy, because you, 
you you play guitar in, in a rock and roll band and you're a, a woman and I don't like to say that <laughs> you know what I mean I don't like to say it like that but because there's <laughs> there's there's other women that play you know Chrissy Hind and, yeah. and Joan Jett and you know True. the Go Go's and the Bangles and, and Melissa Etheridge but you you really play rock and roll guitar you know what I mean <laughs> thank like, you you really you really rock there's no one like you that's a female on stage. <laughs> I know that sounds like I'm just dis- like I, like I'm di- like well, I'm discounting, cool. but you know what I mean. I get exactly what I know. Exactly yeah, you know what, what I'm saying. About. So you've always been like mm-hmm. unique. When I would see you guys in the '80s and stuff, you guys you were just you were rocking on stage and not like no one else <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> a lot of heart fans, you know, from the beginning mm-hmm. would say, um, "Well, you know, how is it that you're able to like?" be so kind of aggressive on stage and still maintain your femininity. I'm like, well, maybe I'm kind of androgynous the way I think <laughs> of things, you know, because there shouldn't be such a division. Right. And I channel on stage um, and as a player and as a writer too, um, I channel mainly men for my inspiration, mm-hmm. like Jimmy Page or like, I mean, you know, there's Joni Mitchell part yeah. of me. There's the Jimmy Page. There's the, you know, the Paul Simon part. Um, all of it's in there, and I just don't choose. I guess being a military brat might have had something to do. That could that could do it as well because I just I'm not I'm undaunted, you know. And you me play, and my sister both. And you play a very aggressive acoustic guitar also. Yeah. Very aggressive. Yes, almost to a fault. <laughs> yes, I do. And it's not it's not a folk instrument for me it's it's a it's rock, a rock instrument. instrument and yeah. that's how you play it like a percussion mm-hmm. instrument sort like, of. like james taylor plays it <clears throat> like a folk instrument and he's fantastic he's amazing yeah oh unbelievable still to this day he's amazing but yeah when you pick it up it becomes a whole new instrument well i i learned a lot from <clears throat> from elton john as a guitar player even though he's piano mm-hmm. um because there were so many rooms with lots of people singing and playing songs that just hootenanny rooms, you know, like jamboree rooms. And where were, where were these rooms? Where do I find these rooms? Living rooms. I've not been to in any of these rooms. Beach, beaches by, you know, beach fires, uh, fireplaces, uh, classrooms, church rooms, just all these rooms. What if for the next hour you just continued to name rooms? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. There's the, the changing room. There's the, oh, no, she's going to do it. <laughs> I've, I've played in hallways, stairwells, bathrooms. Are you saying, are, are you, uh, to, get, to get a sound or for, or for or, or were you busking? Is that what they call it? You weren't throwing no, the hat down. You were no. trying to get a sound. <clears throat> no, it, it was um, a movement that was afoot mm-hmm. in the late 60s and the earlier 70s and through the 70s and on through the 80s where friends and family and aunts and uncles and beach houses and, you know, beach fires and rooms, all kinds of rooms. Um, we'd all sit around and chime in mm-hmm. and people could play ukuleles and people were singing old songs, like old vaudeville songs and old um, Irish pub songs, mm-hmm. off-colored songs. <laughs> um, our, our grandparents taught us a lot of those songs. How... Um... <laughs> How long do you, have you ever gone without picking up the guitar? Do you pick it up every day? How does this work when you're, <laughs> when you're a real musician? That's an, well, I always feel weird to answer this, but I, I don't play that much mm-hmm. 
unless somebody's paying me to play. <laughs> Seriously, I mean... Well, that's a good problem to have. I love writing on, on the guitar mm-hmm. or the piano. Um, when I get inspired to write something, I'll pick up a guitar. Um, I'll have a dream, and I'll wake up in the morning, and I'll record something on my phone with the piano or the guitar. Um, but it's more, it's more like a muse to me. Mm-hmm. It's... It's not an, a chore, so I don't need to practice it. Yeah. Because when I come back to it later, if I'm not doing it all the time, like on the road, for instance, you do it every day almost. Yeah. Um, you discover something new by not doing it. You you learn something new every time. You're kind of away from it for a little while. Are you always writing songs? Are there songs always being written in your head at all times? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I have to go shh. <laughs> is there a is there a specific Nancy Wilson composition that you're you're proud of? Um, well, some of the score stuff I really am proud of because mm-hmm. I didn't really know I was a scoring artist until I started trying to do it. Yeah, and you know, to his credit, my friend Cameron Crow that I used to be married to. Um, Gave me that first job to do that. Well, he figured, why should I? Why should I hire someone else? I got, I got music right here at the house. Well, yeah, people say, how'd you get that job? It's like, oh, I slept with the director. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> the old Hollywood style thing. But yeah, it was really a cool um, um, assignment for yeah. me, and I love assignments. I like to give myself assignments. You know, like. Right now I'm working on ideas for um, a series about the uh, studio called Muscle Shoals. Oh, wow. Down in Very southern cool. Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like When a Man Loves a Woman and Aretha. Yeah, all those all classics. amazing classics came from there. And, um, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're about to get a green light and we're going to go on that project. Is this going to be similar to the Dave Grohl series that was um, Sound City? Only it's going to be... That was really a cool that project. That was really cool, yeah. Um, this is like a, a series, like a drama. Oh, oh, oh so it's, yeah. not, it's not like a, it's it's not like a documentary. It's playing act- the part oh. of the characters of Rick Hall, the producer. Okay, that's very cool. the town of Muscle Shoals. All right, that's and great. And all of the uh, kind of the dynamic of the black-white era of the day. Very nice. And how the music kind of brought it all together. I'm going to play one more Roadcase Royale song. Then we're going to hear some hard songs that Nancy sings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but first, let's hear, I love this song, The Dragon. Jimmy builds a fire. Hey, that's you. On a block of hey. ice. Jimmy's turning left. But the world is turning right. Lane Staley. You wrote this for Lane Staley? Oh, that's nice. Way long time ago.
I mean, that, that's a hard rock song. That's, that's, <laughs> that has a Seattle sound. Yeah, it does it. have a Seattle sound. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and yeah, we've, um, yeah, you and Ann were close with guys like Lane and, and, Lane and Chris Cornell, and Chris, who inducted yeah. you into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He did. He sure did. Yeah. Mike Inez plays <clears throat> on he was, Jupiter's Darling. Yeah, Mike yeah. Inez was in Heart for yeah. years. He's great. Five years, maybe. He's so great. Yeah. Um. I'm jealous of his hair. <laughs> <laughs> that Mike Inez hair. Mike Inez. Michael Inez. Yep. Uh, I'm going to jump around again. Uh, and, and, but uh, this, is, this is like a question I always wanted to ask you. Uh, when Hart got back together uh, after a hiatus to do Jupiter's Darling, right. why wasn't Howard involved in that? Because he was there the whole time. He was there for the first five years. Yeah. And then... Um, Everybody sort of disbanded mm-hmm. because I was trying to start my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took a while. And, uh, but he was there up until, you know, Desire Walks On, which was your last studio right. album before the, before the break. <clears throat> right. So when you come back... Yeah, he, he's such a great player. Always a good mm-hmm. band member. Yeah. Um, you know, we just kind of, when the 80s rolled around, mm-hmm. we were sort of ready to change it up, switch yeah. it up. And there were too many relationships inside of the band. And Howard, you know, wisely was not part of any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But he was, you know, among the... Um, he was the flag in the wind between the girls and the guys and all, of, all the drama. Right. You know, that kind of in a Fleetwood Mac sort of way was going on in our band. Because um, I just thought since he was there for the 70s <laughs> and he was there for the 80s... I just felt like, I, I mean, as an outsider, yeah. I thought, oh, he must be almost like a brother to, <laughs> to Ann and Nancy. That's, that's the feeling I got. Well, he was the closest, yeah, okay. of the brotherhood with us. But and maybe when, you went, when, when it was time to regroup. There was time for other things to happen okay. besides heart for a while. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he went out with Ann for a little bit yeah. on her solo stuff that she was trying to do. Um, you know, there was no real real good um, plan, you know, at the time. Yeah. Because heart was hard to define without Nancy in it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not supposed to feel guilty that I, I took my, my sabbatical from heart. No. To, in order to start my family. But, you, you know, you, I feel like I've sort of... <laughs> it was a punishing time, let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, so really, just Howard's not there because when you guys uh, when you guys regrouped to do Jupiter's Darling, you just wanted to get a clean slate. Well, I'd been trying to get songs going mm-hmm. again um, when I was trying to come back into it because I was I was in L.A. because Cameron's work was in L.A. Right. You know, I was no longer um, hooked up to the Heart Machine. family. Yeah, and. Um, I started working with uh, Craig Bartok, who then became the guitar player right. in Heart. Gotcha. And uh, so we started writing together because I was just anxious to get some creative stuff going. And so Craig and I basically wrote and produced the Jupiter Starling album together and pulled Ann in and yeah. you know got that done. There were some pretty cool songs on that. It it's a killer. Pro- I, I, I think that's many, a fantastic perhaps. album. <laughs> Too many cool songs. Well, you know, when you, I think, I always think when a band has has a has an extended hiatus between recording studio albums, then they come back and they and they just they just throw it all in there. Yeah. So that was a really good, fun project, and you know, um, 
the late great Paul Allen was a really great support system for for all of that mm-hmm. um, and the next and the following stuff we did after and we kind of did a a, cha- a exchange with him to be able to record in some of his spots um, in exchange for a live heart performance at his museum in Seattle that's which a good was trade a off for really good trade that's good for the fans that's really good for good everyone trade. and I wasn't supposed to say that but you know <laughs> nobody's looking now well, let's jump to, I'm going to jump to Jupiter's Darling because I started talking about it. This is a song uh, called Things. <laughs> it's a fun one. Things ain't what they used to be now. I believe in all extremes. Things ain't what they used to be and that won't change till we're 103. That's a great sounding record. I haven't heard, yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Well, we worked really hard on that one. You were going to say you haven't heard that in a while. Comeback. Yeah, I haven't heard that in an age. Because you probably don't put on your own music and listen to it around <laughs> the house, right? No, I don't listen to my own work or listen, look at pictures of myself if I don't have to. <laughs> Although, you know, I'm running the fan club at this point, so I have to, but... <laughs> Let's uh, let's jump to the first. I believe this is the first song you ever sang on a Heart album. It's from Little Queen, 1977. The song is called "Treat Me Well." Oh wow! When was the last time you heard this? Do you think that was on Little Queen? Yeah. Oh my god! That's yeah. what I got. Yeah, I wrote that in high school. <coughs> let's hear it. Well, I have lost some time, but I have won. That was a room-tested song way before it was ever recorded on that album. You played that around a lot before, lots, uh, yeah, before you... lots of rooms. <laughs> uh, there's also, uh, you, you have some great instrumentals, too, that you, uh, like Silver Wheels. Oh, and yeah. on, the, uh, on Dog and Butterfly, on the, uh, on the remastered, expanded edition, there's a oh, little 50-second yeah. in- instrumental called A Little Bit. So let's hear a little, a lot of that, a lot of the little bit. (laughs) You've done your homework. Of course.
expanded dream. the expanded dog and butterfly dog and butterfly album. Yeah. Oh I yes. I don't know when that was recorded or anything, but I that's where it, it was <clears throat> at the time when they were going to put that out. I think I did it then. And then uh, yeah, let's hear a little bit of us Silver Wheels. Also, this is from Baby Lestrange. Oh yeah, this is the other Silver Wheels. There's two? Yeah. Because the first one was the intro to Crazy on You. Okay. On, um, uh, you know, Dreamboat Annie. And this is uh, Silver Wheels 2. Classical. A little classical. Yes, very, very classical sounding. I have to pretend I'm David Gilmore <laughs> so I can feel that cool maybe David Gilmore is <laughs> pretending he's Nancy Wilson <laughs> who are some uh, do you have a number one like guitar hero that you look to well probably David Gilmore <laughs> it is David Gilmore okay yeah because he writes them he sings them he plays every style and every amazing Sound yeah. that anyone can get on a guitar. Um, so the versatility of his playing and his musicianship is just beyond. Yeah, and he does do it all. Like you said, he writes it and sings it. Yeah. Like some guys, you know, like Jimmy Page plays it but he and writes it, but he doesn't sing. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's the consummate musician right. in, my, in my mind, in yeah. my estimation. Um, me and Jeff, my husband Jeff... Um, he, we, we just cannot stop watching the uh, David Gilmore's uh, show from, I think it was 2006, maybe, at the Royal Albert Hall, the live show. I haven't seen that one. You recommend I, it. Your, eyes are, your eyes are getting so wide right now. I know. It's just like, we, we, it's a go-to. Like, we try to watch the news, and we get all freaked out about the news. Yeah, no one wants to watch And the then news. we have to watch David Gilmore just to cleanse the palate. You know? <laughs> it's the sorbet. It's the musical sorbet. Almost anything would cleanse the palate from the news, but David For Gilmore sure. is a good, uh, a good, a good way to go. The best go-to you can ever go to. Uh, here's another track from Baby Lestrange. Uh, where did that title come from, Baby Lestrange? <laughs> well, um, me and, and Sue Ennis, our great friend and longtime songwriter, collaborator, and Anne, like we're three dirty shirts together, um, we uh, would go to the, the Pacific Ocean to a beach house all, all the time and write songs together. And um, driving there one time, we saw that there was a, a little uh, dive bar called Jack Lestrange. And it was like, <laughs> what is that? You know, like... It just piqued our fan right. fantasy. Yeah. And so we said, well, if we change the gender, which we often do as songwriters, um, Baby Lestrange would be a cool, just interesting image. That does sound cool. Image. Um, when we change the gender, when you change the gender, you know, you can't always just sing as a songwriter. You don't want to always sing from a girl's perspective. Right. You want to sing as a human's perspective, male or female. So genderless perspective. Um, and for instance, when we, when we recorded that song that Mutt Lang wrote, um, All I Want to Do is Make Love to You, yes. which was our biggest global hit of all time, 
when we change the gender uh, to the female perspective of the woman who picks up a, a stranger guy, a guy, yeah. a strange guy in, in a car and takes him to a hotel and all that. Um, it was banned in Ireland. <laughs> it's crazy. Right? It's crazy. It's just that perspective. Um, God, who knows if that was released now, it might be banned in Ireland. Who knows? Well, it'd probably be, yeah, it would be, ban- it would be banned in, I don't know, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be played in Alabama. Uh, <laughs> No, no, I'm I'm working on the Muscle Shoals uh, show. Oh yeah, that's right. You so, do want to be playing uh, yeah, Alabama. I'm very familiar, <laughs> fond of Alabama. Here's another song uh, from Baby Lestrange that uh, Nancy sings. This is raised on you. <laughs> touch on the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction for a little bit. Uh, Chris Cornell inducted you. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, I loved that you guys played with your original band members. Uh-huh. Because yeah. a lot of people don't. It's challenging. I, I'm sure it was. But mm. for fans, yeah. it, it makes them feel good if, when that yeah. happens. Like, like <laughs> uh, Fogarty wouldn't play with CCR. Blondie, notorious, or Debbie Harry, notoriously even from stage, they ask her if they could play. And she said, no, I, I have a band. I mean, it was like, it gets yeah. crazy. So, yeah. you know, Cheap Trick played with Bunny. So, I mean. <laughs> well, uh, you know, if you're in, in rock and roll, mm-hmm. the prerequisite is almost that you're emotionally stunted to begin <laughs> with. So you're not going to be um, a grown-up about stuff like the drama yeah. from the past and stuff like that. But um, in the in the case of our band and our original members of the band who who were who started Heart before Anne was in Heart, yeah, or me, um, we felt that we owed them some respect and some acknowledgement for the years that they put in and the energy that they continue to put in to their own version of Heart that they have out there. Sure. So. Uh, I don't know. I think it was sort of adult of us to actually it was. That's the, swallow it, the pride and, and do it. And the looks on their faces, <laughs> they, they, were, they seemed thrilled that they were there. So that was uh-huh. kind of cool. It was really um, momentous for those guys. And they deserved it. They deserved the, the credit and you know, the attention that they mm. got for that. And they were, you know, that's, I guess that's the classic, that's what people like to say, the classic lineup. The first lineup. Yeah. Well, the first impression is always the biggest. Yeah. And, you know, our very first album together was a huge hit. Dreamboat um, Annie. Yes. Dreamboat Platinum. Annie. Yes. That's, that's crazy. We have plaques. You know? I know, that, but that's crazy. <laughs> like, how do you, when you're that young, how do you even <laughs> comprehend that, like, we released our first, do you think, oh, this must, that must be how it is for everyone? Or do you really think, oh, th- no, we're, this is something special. This doesn't happen to everyone. You know, it's weird because um, from the very, very beginning, when I 
got into the band um, because me and Anne were just so, um, both of us so uh, um, impossibly optimistic and also Marine Corps brats. So it's not a bad thing to be optimistic, though. dogged, you know, in yeah. the work ethic about all doing it all and getting it, getting it accomplished and pushing ahead and doing all the work and get it going to every single radio station and talking to every DJ, every program director, and go back in the car and then the payola happens after we're not in the room <laughs> and all that kind of stuff um, happened. And we were so ready to do it all. And it's part of the job. I mean, it is part of the job at that at There was that no early... overnight success no. about it. So no. we did the homework. We did the traveling. We did the, the hard work. And we and that, in the day when we started, too, there were people in record companies that would um, provide the income to help bands like Heart become proficient. Yeah. They would fund it and then they you know take it out of your hide later but you know they helped you to get a start and put you out there and um so you know we were lucky at the timing of when there was kind of a record industry then yeah it's so different now yeah so and you know there people would develop acts and help them get out there and develop them so um i never thought that we were not going to make it i just never thought that and that's pretty idiotic when you think of it. But I was like, I'm, I know I'm good. I know Anne's good. Yeah. I know that we're good. There's no, there's no stopping us. That's great. <laughs> that's, that's, a good, uh, that's a good way to look at it. I guess. And it paid off. It worked. You're trying to look at it like you, that. <laughs> you, it, it worked. You tricked us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to also, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, who decides who gets in? Because... You sold the most albums in the 80s. <clears throat> and, that sure. was, and that was with uh, Denny. Car is it Carmazzi? Is that how Carmassi. you say it? Carmazzi. And Mark, and, and, Mark, and Mark Andes. Mark Andes. But they weren't, they weren't inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. Well, how does that work? The first wave of Heart was in the 70s, and that right. was huge success. Yes. But then we kind of... Not discounting the 70s at all. We Nancy. had a little dip there you know, yeah. in our career. And then when, when we kind of came back to the, uh, the roaring 80s, you mm -hmm. know, and we kind of got managed, new manager, new record company, new you know, everything, new hair, new clothes, new clothes, stylists, videos, all of it. Forced some songwriting, songwriters on songwriters, you too, right? Songwriters, yeah. Was Ron Nevison, Ron Nevison, was he, did you get to choose him or did they just say, this is who's going to produce? Uh, a lot of it was... Um, a lot of it was, uh, you know, kind of foisted on us. Mm -hmm. like, like bands like Aerosmith, bands like Heart. Everyone had to do the song, the L.A. stable songwriters. Yeah. Cheap Trick, too. Hits, yeah. Cheap Trick. Everybody, everybody was doing that because it was the necessity to get yourself out there and make big videos and have huge success and huge stadium tours. Um, and it worked too. It, it really it did work. It worked. Yeah. It was the style. It was the fashion yeah. of the day. And um, we survived it and we got more popular in the 80s, made more money in the 80s mm -hmm. than we'd ever made, um, which was kind of 
artistically speaking, was a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. for us. Um, although songs like These Dreams and songs like Alone, Alone. and What About Love still live. Yeah, those are great. Really those are just, like, well, like you said earlier, a great yeah. song is a great song. I want to talk. Now, the last album that you made for uh, <clears throat> Epic or Columbia was Passion Works. Right. I, uh, I really like that. I love that album so much. Oh, cool. I really do love it. Um, how can a, I refuse oh, allies? Yeah, and I love this allies. song. I love this love mistake. Well, thank you. This is your song. Yeah. I'm going to play a little bit of this. Thank you. It's bad production, but thanks. Keith Olsen, right? We were He's a out of really cool guy. Yeah. So we made our own escape in that New York cafe well, place to stuff be. Stuff sounds good with your compression on it. Yeah, it doesn't it sound, yeah, it I like really it. Travelers, you and me. Totally sounds to me. <laughs> through your system we here. about it, kept us out of reach. I wrote this for my friend Kelly Curtis. I won't forget that life. I won't forget that I was going to ask you who the KC was. Kelly Curtis. Yeah, he still is the, he worked for Hart as a kid. And now he's still Pearl Jam's manager for forever. Oh, wow. Since forever. So he's still busy. Oh, he's really busy. Yeah. I barely get to see him anymore, but um, super best friends, you know, forever. And um, he was working <laughs> as our first publicist. Um, he was probably, I don't know, 15 or something. And um, I met him when he was like 10 and I was 12, you know. And... Uh, he, our, his first act as a publicist for the band Heart was to make a button that said, Nance the brunette, Nancy's the blonde. It was so perfect, you know? It's like, we have to make those buttons again, you know? Why couldn't it be uh, Anne's the singer and Nancy's the guitarist? Why do they have, yeah. to, why do they have to be about your hair? Well, I, I know. It's just funny. Yeah. You know, and then we did the Leave It to Cleavage tour and all that stuff. But um, oh, I'm so sorry. You then to he do went that. to yeah. Then he, then he fell in love with the wardrobe lady, the wardrobe girl, and then they had there was just a, tor- a terrible era where everything was just desperate, and dramatic, and they broke up, and he had to leave the band. You know, working for the band, mm-hmm. and um, we were in our you know. Early twenties, yeah. whatever. So that explains that. But um, and then he went on to go back to Seattle, and um, he managed Mookie Blaylock. He managed uh, Pearl Jam when Andy Woods was still in oh, early Pearl Jam, yeah. early early Pearl Jam, and he's still there with Pearl Jam. So with the uh, with the eighties albums with uh, with Heart and Bad Animals and Brigade, <clears throat> when uh, when they would bring outside songwriters in. Uh, did you guys, were you guys probably weren't really happy with it, right? <laughs> it was, it was a blow to our artistic integrity. Yes, yes. For sure. Um, we'd spent this one day choose like with uh, Ron Nevison, mm-hmm. producer, um, listening to songs on demos, songs, demo songs. And we chose a couple good ones. Yeah. That still live today, like we said. Well, that's good that you got to choose, because I wasn't sure if they were just said, like, no one said, you have to record this. No, do you have an affinity for the song, you know? Okay. And there were some we didn't really have affinity mm-hmm. with, but we did it anyway. But 
that the end of that day, after listening to, God, you know, a thousand demos, um, and picking the handful that we thought we might want to try mm -hmm. to record, the, the last song that he had on a cassette was um, These Dreams. And it was the demo of These Dreams. And he said, this is obviously not a heart song, but it's just interesting because the words are cool. Bernie Topin wrote it with Martin Page. And I was like, oh my God, I need that song. I need to sing that song. And, and they were like, no, 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 no. That's not a heart type of a song at all. And so I said, no, this is my song, and I need to do this song, and I need to record it, and I need to sing it myself. And I just had that instant like love affair with the song, because it's ethereal, yeah. you know? It's one of my type of songs. And so then the uh, management company, Howard Kaufman at the time, um, said, no, it, you cannot sing like a, a sort of a hit sounding song because it's too confusing if you make the video where Anne's not the singer. Mm -hmm. So that the Hart fans are going are gonna to be confused if you're the singer and Anne's not the singer. So it, at the video, when we did the video, they had Anne singing and me singing. So it was ne it was kind of nebulous who's actually singing, right. so as not to confuse the heart fans. I'm thinking, well, what about Fleetwood Mac? You know, they can have two a, yeah, yeah. female singers, and what's wrong with that? But uh, it was weird. It was I think weird. it broadens everything when you have <clears throat> two people that can sing lead. I mean, it just it makes it a cooler band. Yeah, yeah. So well, let's hear. <laughs> I have uh, I have the original. So let's listen to a little of these dreams. <laughs> Plus, in the uh, in the eighties with MTV, you uh, like, you know, and maybe in the seventies people would go, "I think that, is that Nancy singing that one? Maybe it's not." But some people with, still with, go, yeah. you sang that." Yeah, you know, they don't know. But with MTV, you you went, you were like, oh, <laughs> "That's not that's a that's a different which person one? singing." Yeah, yeah. Which one is that? That's the blonde one. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it the blonde or the brunette? You got is to sing some. Cool Anne or Nan or Anne or Nanny, Nancy <laughs> Nanny. Antsy, Antsy, Antsy. That's good. Yeah. Uh, you got to sing a lot of cool <laughs> songs in the '80s. There's the girl. I love that song. Oh, that's a good one. Stranded from Brigade. I yes. like that. Yes. Uh, will you be there in the morning? In the morning is great. Will you be there? I recorded that once in Espanol, and not very well, I gotta say. Did you sing it phonetically, or do you speak phonetically. Spanish? Phonetically. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I tried to sing it in. Espan in Spain at Lombada Day on the weekend um, and they were like 
boo. It was it was not a good delivery, gotta say. I had all those queued up, but I want to jump ahead here. I want to play. I want to play from the Jerry Maguire soundtrack. This is a theme from Jerry Maguire. This is "We Meet Again." big me festival well today. that's what it is today nancy <laughs> Woohoo! yeah now chip i, pr- I, pr- I promised chip i would get you out of here in in, in an hour because he said you have a busy day so i'm gonna okay i'll, I'll, I'll wrap up in a couple minutes are you good you, are you okay i'll tell you one little story about that please um, do recording the soundtrack all the soundtrack stuff all the score music for jerry Maguire was just down the road from here a friend of mine had a house and a, and, and a six track okay reel to reel and a bunch of good microphones and um, no soundproofing at all in the house. <laughs> and so I recorded it, you know, in his like get his guest room um, with the, you know, garbage trucks and dogs barking everywhere. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I went to Costco. I got a little um, TV that had a VCR built in, built in. Okay. And that's how I uh, put the tapes of the actual dailies with the sound, with the, with the striping on, with the with the time code time on code. it, um, and I would count myself in and play to the tape. So you're watching the dailies from Jerry Maguire on this little yeah. TV, yeah. and and you're you're writing the music. That's amazing. Yeah, really lo-fi, you know, way lo-fi, and um, really, I love how it turned out. <laughs> Jerry Maguire? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it was okay. I think people seemed to like it. <clears throat> Very romantic. I love that movie. People were like proposing to each other in theaters and shit. It was like great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had me at hello was probably right. uh, said uh, more often yes. than. And what was the what were the, the other thing that would be quoted was the, the little the little kid would tell you how much uh, the human head weighs. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Jonathan Lipnicki. Yes, that's his name. You know that. I wonder how old he wow. is. I wonder how old he is now. Wow, I wonder what he's up to. He's these probably days. in his thirties or something. <clears throat> Yeah, and Tom Cruise's best uh, comedic performance. Tom Cruise oh, is funny. They don't let him do. He's really funny yeah. in that movie. Yep. And like the whole, you know, show me the money scene. <laughs> and I love black people. You know, it's really good. Um, <clears throat> boy, what else am I? Gonna, well, we're gonna we're gonna close out with Road Case Royale. I do want to play something from uh, Live at McCabe's <clears throat> Guitar Shop. I'm so bummed. I lived out here. I just oh. moved out here when when this show happened. If I had known about the show, I would have been there. But it lives on the... Very underground. Very underground. <laughs> you should do... Do you ever think about doing anything like that again? Yeah. I mean, I could do that. Pop in there with I your guitar. I played by myself at my son's graduation party. <laughs> um, but the, the, public, the, the public can't go to that, though, can they? No, it was no. a school, yeah. school event. I'm talking about Nancy Wilson, <clears throat> acoustic guitar, <clears throat> small venue. 
well, you know, if the rock job <laughs> falls through, <laughs> I've always got the acoustic guitar. Job. I'm just, I'm just asking, <laughs> I'm just asking you to do this just for me. <clears throat> okay. Uh, but if you, you get... pay me, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> A house party. Yeah. All right. Corporate. Hey. So I got three songs from this one. Uh-huh. Do you want to hear your version of solo version of Even It Up? Or In Your Eyes, the Peter Gabriel song, or a little of Kathy's song, Paul Simon. Kathy's song. All right, because you had said about Paul Simon earlier, so I knew you were going to pick I this. played Kathy's song at the graduation. Oh. Like a memory falls. Soft and warm continuing. Who could write that? Tapping on my roof. And at such a young age when you wrote a lot of these songs. So yeah. young. And yeah. from the shelter of well. I always think of the sound of silence. Like, how does someone that young have those words in their head? He must, he must be an old soul. Yeah, I'm sure that he is. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's, he's, at, he's in the 50s. Yeah. Before the 60s. You're, that's so true. We had, forget about that. Yeah. And him and Garfunkel, you know, they had a duo and... Tom and Jerry. Doo-wop. I think they're called Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. That's right. Yeah. So they were out of the doo-wop thing and they had the, the street soul going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, New York. I have tons of other songs, but we're going to go right back to Road Case Royale. I, I do want to say that uh, apologies <laughs> to Red Velvet Car. That's a great album. Fanatic's a great album. <laughs> beautiful Broken. I loved how you guys mm. revisited some of the old songs. Right. And then the uh, Beautiful Broken, which, you, which you, James Hetfield is on that version. I know. Another killer song. Yeah. <laughs> if, you guys, if you haven't heard uh, Beautiful Broken, that, you know, <clears throat> that album rock, turned out really, yeah, really cool. It's um, very cool. Yeah, some of the songs that I felt got lost in translation as far as production mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, we got real strings. Paul Buckmaster was involved. Um, you know, he did all the Elton John stuff. Yes. And it was just a dr- really a dream come true. It was not the not the um, not the most uh, lucrative thing to do. Right, right. <laughs> but. Just for the love, it was the best thing to do. And it's out there, and people can get it. All this music, people, go get this. Go to iTunes. Go wherever you need to go. Even live at McCabe's, I'm pretty sure that's on iTunes, too. So Probably is. Go get it. It's hard to get, but... It's hard to get physically, but yeah, digitally, you can get it. You can stream stuff now. That's right. We Uh, like streaming now. (laughs) (laughs) We forgot we liked it. But now you do. We do like streaming. Uh, Road Case Royale, the album is called First Things First. Let's hear a little bit of this song called Insaniac. Now, if you live in the Los Angeles area, I want to let people know that December 6th, 7th, and 8th, we have Nancy Wilson shows, Canyon Club in Agora Hills on the 6th, Canyon Club in Santa Clarita on the 7th, and at 
on the eighth Irvine Beach in Laguna Beach. Cool. For, for a Christmas thing. That's a Christmas thing? It's Christmas, like a radio station Christmas show thing. A couple weeks before Christmas, but yeah, yeah. That, that works. Yeah. I want to ask you a fun question. To learn a, the I, right Christmas song, I guess. I was thinking about this uh, today. <laughs> the Queen movie's out, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. We were just talking about that on the way did here. Did you see it? She did. You, did you yeah. love it? Julia saw it. Yeah, I liked it too. It, there's, a, some timeline, <laughs> there's some timeline mistakes for me who's a musical I can't wait to see crazy that. person. But Rami was amazing <laughs> as Freddie. So here's my question for you. If they are going to make a heart biopic. Right. Who plays Nancy Wilson? <laughs> um, I have a pick in my head, but I want to hear if you have a pick. Do you? Maybe you do. Hmm. Well, Amy Adams or that's what my wife said today. Really? I go. I'm going to ask Nancy this question, and she goes, and she said Amy Adams. <laughs> well, she can move, she can dance, and she can sing. Well, then I'm going to tell you my pick, and, and then Chip, <laughs> okay. you get to decide who it's going to oh. be. My pick was my pick is Scarlett Johansson. That was my second pick. It, are you sure? Are you are you kidding? No, are you serious? I'm so jealous of her, her beauty and her talent. That's my first yeah. pick. Wow! But that's so wild that you that you said Amy Adams. <laughs> see now my wife's gonna go. See you gotta listen to me more. Well, Amy's a comedian too. Mm -hmm. So I would relate to Amy Adams as a sort of a Anne Margaret comedian uh -huh. singer dancer. <laughs> You know, just energized. Do you see yourself as a comedian? Yes. You do? I certainly do. Is she funny? I'm, I'm looking over at your team. Is she funny? She is funny? All right, good. That is the, uh, one of the basic survival mechanisms we've all got. For sure. <laughs> For sure. We need it now more than ever. For sure we do. And David Gilmore at the... <laughs> David Gilmore. <laughs> David Gilmore after, after the, the news. news. After the news. Let me... Uh, <laughs> Uh, thanks to Chip Schutzman of Miles High Productions, who's here right now, for setting this up. Uh, also, Loud and Proud Records for sending us uh, five copies of First Aww. Things First, which, which Nancy signed for us. Nancy also signed uh, a copy of the Live at McCabe's and two books. So we'll be giving kicking a lot of dreaming. stuff away. Yes, Kicking and Dreaming. It's, it, that's a great book. I have tons of rock bios, and sometimes I spot read them, you know, like I'll turn uh -huh. to play. But I read, I read this book front to back is really a great read it's good, and I yeah. love how how it was told and and everything yeah um and I love your dad's nickname dotes dotes yes. see I really see you really I really did you really you 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 are in depth I love it <laughs> I love it uh we are uh you can find you on twitter three places at nancy wilson at roadcase royale yeah, and at official heart <laughs> and then on the web it's roadcaseroyale.com or heart, and then a slash music.com. Right. Um, I'm if, everywhere. What's happening? For, so <laughs> 2019, after the holidays, after these three California shows, what happens in 2019? Do we get another Road Case Royale album? Are there more show dates? What, what, what do we, can we expect from Nancy Wilson in the new year? <clears throat> Lots of me everywhere. Comedy tour. Stand-up yeah, comedy. stand-up. Acoustic show. Uh, well, you know, um, hoping for the heart thing to happen. Okay. Um, can't really say exactly, but um, it's looking pretty good. All right. Well, people would like and that. People yeah, would enjoy that. I know that. Yeah. Um, we have loyal fans, and those are good songs. Yeah. And I've never been to a heart show, heart show and seen empty <laughs> seats. I got to be honest with right. you. Everyone, it's jammed. <clears throat> so, you know, Roadcase Royale and me, we have plenty of uh, more stuff to do 
and there's not gonna that's not gonna stop good. anytime soon. That's good because this is a great band. I would never be able to live without my Roadcase Royale yeah. band because they've, like I said before, you know, they were lifesavers in yeah. in a really tough time for me. And we have more music to write and more songs to record and more shows to play. And we look forward to that wherever we can get them. Now so. I'm gonna say I'm gonna have I'm gonna name three songs. You get mm-hmm. to pick our playout song for the day. Oh. First of all, thank you so much for being here and giving us this time. I really appreciate it. This was so much fun. Wonderful, Pat. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And thank you, Chip. And, um, and Julia. I'm sorry, Julia. Yeah, no, no, no. Julia Bywater, come on down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have, I, here's what I have queued up, and you get to pick. This is the playout okay. song. Never Say Die. Ooh. Hold On To My Hand. Or the Roadcase Royale version of Even It Up. Hold On To My Hand. All right. That's Liv's favorite song. <laughs> All right. She's, she, she kills it this every is, time. Okay, this is for Liv. Mm-hmm. Go Hi, buy Liv. this album <laughs> and look for Nancy Wilson everywhere in 2019. Everywhere. <laughs> you say you don't believe in sorrow. 